Chapter 34 of The Way of Perfection. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Anne Boulay. The Way of Perfection by St. Teresa of Avila. Translated by the Reverend John Dalton. Chapter 34 the same subject is continued and applied to the reception of the most blessed sacrament since these words every day seem to mean forever i have been considering why our lord after he had said daily should add give us this day i will show you my foolishness for it will appear to be such by my venturing to speak on this subject the word daily means it seems to me that we enjoy him here on earth and shall do so in heaven also if we make good use of his company here in this world since he has remained with us for no other reason but to aid encourage and sustain us in doing his will which as we have said must be accomplished in us the saying this day seems to me to imply one day viz while the world lasts and no more and indeed it is but one day as it were for those wretches who are condemned to hell who do not enjoy it in the other life but it is not our lord's fault if they allow themselves to be conquered for he will not fail to animate them to the end of the battle they will then have nothing whereby to excuse themselves or to accuse the eternal father because he took it away from them at the best time hence his son begs of him that since it is for no more than one day, he would let him spend it with his friends, notwithstanding the indignities some persons offer to him. For since his majesty has given him to us, and sent him into this world through his own goodness and will, he now willingly desires not to desert us, but to stay here with us, for the greater glory of his friends, and the grief of his enemies. So that now he asks nothing more than only for today, because as he has once given us this most sacred bread, we are certain that he has given it to us forever. As I have mentioned, his majesty gave us this nourishment, and manna of the humanity, that so we may find it when we please, and not die of famine, except through our own fault. For in every way which the soul can desire to feed, she will find in the most holy sacrament sweetness and consolation. There is no poverty, trouble, or persecution, which is not easy to bear, if we once begin to taste and relish his sufferings. Ask the Father, therefore, daughters, together with this Lord, to let you this day have your spouse, that you may never see yourselves in this world without him. And this will be sufficient to moderate so great a pleasure, that he remains thus disguised under these accidents of bread and wine, and this is torment enough for one that has nothing else to love, nor any other comfort. Beseech him not to desert you, but to grant you a disposition to receive him worthily. Be not solicitous for any other bread, for you have truly resigned yourselves to the will of God. I mean at those times of prayer, when you are treating about more important matters. For there are other times in which you may work and earn your food, though not with solicitude at no time busy your mind about this but let the body labor for you ought to get your living and let the soul rest 
leave this care to your spouse, as I have exhorted you in another place more at length. He will always take it on himself. Never fear, lest he will forget you, if you fail not in what you have promised about resigning yourselves to the will of God. And truly, my daughters, for myself I tell you, that should I now, through malice, fail in wanting resignation, as I have often done before, I would not entreat him to give me bread, or anything else to eat. Let me die of hunger. For why should I desire to live, if every day I am exposing myself more and more to eternal death? Hence, if you sincerely give yourselves up to God, as you say here, he will take care of you. Just as when a person enters upon a service, he is anxious to please his master in everything, and the master is bound to find the servant in food while he remains in his house and serves him, except he becomes so poor that he has nothing, either for himself or for the servant. But here this is not the case, since our master ever is and ever will be powerful and rich. Now, is it fit, a servant should every day be asking for victuals when he knows his master takes care, and must take care to provide him with food? He might with reason tell him to be careful in serving him and pleasing him, for by fixing his thoughts on what he should not, he does nothing right. Hence, sisters, however anxious others may be in asking for this bread, let us beseech the Eternal Father, that we may deserve to ask of Him our eternal bread. And as the eyes of the body cannot take delight in beholding Him, because He is so veiled, let us hope He will discover Himself to those of the soul, and make Himself known to be another kind of pleasant and delicious food, and that He may thus preserve our life. Do you think that this most holy food is not nourishment for these bodies, and even an excellent remedy against corporal maladies? I know it is, for I am acquainted with one subject to grievous diseases, who being often in great pain, was hereby freed from it, as by the touch of one's hand, and afterwards continued in perfect health. This was very usual, in diseases too which were well known, and which in my opinion could not be counterfeited. And because the wonders which this most holy bread effects on those who worthily receive it are well known, I do not relate many which I could mention, but with regard to the person I speak of, I know they are not false. Our Lord has given her so lively a faith, that when she heard some person say, they wish they had lived at the time when Christ our Lord, our sovereign good, conversed in this world, she smiled to herself, and thought that since men enjoyed him in the most holy sacrament as really as if he were alive, what need they care for any more? I know with regard to this person, though she was not one of the most perfect, that for many years when she communicated, she endeavored to revive her faith, as much as if she had seen with her corporal eyes our Lord coming into her soul. And this she did, believing that our Lord entered into her poor cottage, in order that she might disengage herself, as much as possible, from all exterior things, and enter in with him. She endeavored to recollect her senses, that they might all understand so great a good, I mean, might not hinder the soul from understanding it. She imagined herself to be at his feet, and with blessed Magdalene, she wept as much as if she had seen him with her corporal eyes in the house of the Pharisee, and though she might have felt no devotion, yet her faith told her that there she was well, 
and there she stood discoursing with him. For unless we wish to make ourselves stupid and blind, our understanding, there is no doubt that this is not a representation of the imagination, as when we consider our Lord upon the cross, or in some other stages of his passion. There we represent these things as past. This is now present, and is an absolute truth. Hence, we need not seek him out in some remote place. But as we know, that while the natural heat has not consumed the accidents of bread, our good Jesus stays with us. We do not lose so good an opportunity, but join ourselves with him. Now, if when he lived in this world, he healed the sick by the mere touch of his garments, what doubt is there but that he will perform miracles, since he is so intimately within us, if we have a lively faith, and that he will grant us what we ask of him, while he is in our house? His majesty is not accustomed to be a bad paymaster, if we give him good entertainment. If you are troubled at not seeing him with your corporal eyes, consider it is not expedient for us. For it is quite one thing to see him glorified, and another to see him as he was, when he lived and conversed on earth. No one would be able to bear it, such is our weak nature. There would be no world, nor would anyone be able to stay in it, because by seeing this eternal truth, it would evidently appear that all those things which we value here, are a lie and a cheat. And seeing so great a majesty, how should such a sinner as I am, who have so highly offended him, dare to be so near him? He is accessible under those accidents of bread. For if the king be disguised, it seems we are not troubled to converse with him, without so many ceremonies and reverences. It even appears that he is obliged to suffer this, because he has not made himself known. Who dare approach him with such tepidity, such unworthiness, and with so many imperfections? As we do not know what we ask, how much better has his wisdom ordered it? To those whom he sees likely to profit thereby, he discovers himself, though they see him not with their corporal eyes. He has many ways of disclosing himself to such a soul, by great internal sentiments, and that in different ways. Stay willingly with him, lose not so fair an opportunity of negotiating, for after you have communicated is the time. Consider that this is a great benefit to a soul, and wherein our good Jesus delights much. See that you keep him company. Make great account, daughters, of your not leaving him. If obedience enjoin you some other duty, endeavor that your soul may still be with our Lord. He who is your master will not fail to teach you, though you understand it not. But if you immediately fix your thoughts on something else, and if you mind him not, nor esteem him who is within you, then complain of no one but yourselves. This then is the proper time for our master to teach us, and for us to hear and kiss his feet, because he has been pleased to instruct us. And let us beseech him not to depart from us. If you make this request on beholding a picture of Christ, it seems to me to be folly to leave at such a time the person himself in order to see his likeness. Is it not the same as if possessing the picture of one whom we love dearly, and on the individual coming to visit us, we should neglect to speak to him, but converse entirely with his picture? But do you wish to know at what time this is no less useful than holy, and when I take a very great pleasure in it? 
when the person himself is absent and wishes us to understand that he is so by many avidities then it is a great pleasure to see his picture whom we love with such great reason on whatever side i turn my eyes i should wish to see it on what more delightful object can we fix our sight than on one who loves us to such a degree on one who comprises all good things in himself unhappy heretics who by their own fault have lost this as well as other consolations but after you have received your lord endeavor to shut the eyes of the body and open those of the soul since you possess his very person within you for i tell you again and i wish to tell you often that if you adhere to this practice every time you communicate and endeavor to keep such a conscience that you may be admitted frequently to the enjoyment of this good he will not come so disguised but as i have said he will make himself known by many ways according to the desire we have of seeing him and you should earnestly desire that he may wholly reveal himself to you but if we make no account of him and after we have received him go away from him to seek after some other base objects what can he do must he drag us by force to seek him because he loves to be known by us no for men do not treat him well when he openly exposed himself to the gaze of all and told them plainly who he was there were very few who believed in him it is therefore a great mercy which he shows us all that his majesty will allow us to understand it is he who is present in the most holy sacrament for he does not like to be seen openly nor to communicate his favors and bestow his graces except on those who he knows earnestly desire him because such as these are his true friends for let me tell you whoever is not so and approaches not to receive him as such never let him importune our lord to manifest himself to him he does not think the hour goes so soon wherein he has fulfilled what the church commands when presently he goes out of his house and endeavors to drive our lord away also hence such a person seems by other affairs and occupations and tumults of the world to make the haste he can that our lord may not take possession of his house End of chapter 34